Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder, and he is not Mark Titus because he's not here. And I want to apologize. I'm sorry we didn't have a show uh, last Thursday. Mark was flying to Indianapolis, and we were going to do it that night. And then his bags got lost, and they had all of his recording equipment in it. And at that point, we were just like... I, you know, we're going to have to let the people down this one time. Hopefully won't happen again. Um, thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for listening to me talk to myself today. I'm going to make it fun. We've got some amazing emails for you. These are now coming out on Tuesday mornings, which is also very exciting because now when you wake up, it's just going to be there. So I know that my voice is the first thing you want to hear in the morning, every morning. Um, and now we're just giving the people what they want. You can also watch this on YouTube. You can watch all of our episodes on YouTube. And if you want to see me talk to myself, like I'm just, I'm staring at myself through my computer right now. Um, and if you want to see that, if you want that experience, that's on YouTube. Um, also, you can follow all of our channels. Uh, you can go to Twitter. You can go to Instagram. We're at People Sports on Twitter. We're at People Sports Podcast on Instagram. Obviously, you know that we're the People Sports Podcast at gmail.com because you send us amazing emails. Um, but yeah, so you you should go check those out, especially because we have uh, some bonus content. Uh, we put the email up, email of the week up. We put um, all these clips that are relevant to whatever's happening, which somehow we've talked about some weird stuff. So it all sort of circles back. Um, what else? We've also got our lists on the unwritten rules of baseball. And coming out on Wednesday are going to be is a video that I made about the unwritten rules of going to baseball games because unwritten rules of baseball don't care. Not a thing. Like, I don't understand how anyone could get mad at a bat flip. I don't understand how anyone could get mad at like someone strutting their stuff. You know, you're, if you're not an old man standing on your porch yelling at the clouds, then like you probably agree with me. This is not a novel take, but I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? Going to baseball games, there are a lot of rules that I feel strongly about that no one's written down. So I took the time to write them down. Um, you can go see what those are. You can agree with me disagree with me i think my number one is going to prove a little controversial um you know if you're on the wrong side of history so go check them out um there are a few things i want to talk about before we get to emails of the week because we have some incredible you guys never never disappoint me like the things that you write in the stories you tell us i live for um and we're usually able to read most of them so if you've been thinking about emailing us for a while but haven't actually done it I think you should uh, take the plunge. I want to talk quickly about the women's national championship because that was an unbelievable run by Arizona. And I still thought that Arizona fought a little harder than Stanford, which I know doesn't really compute because Stanford won. They only won by one point and Ari McDonald had the ball at the end and it looked like she got a pretty good look and there was a chance that that might've gone in. So I, she's she's just an unbelievable player. She put she put Arizona on her back the entire season, especially the tournament. Um, she scored what thirty seven percent of their points. Did I get that right? I don't know. I, I that was a stat that I saw that I was um, I found very impressive. And um, Adia Barnes, the coach, we got to talk about her. First of all, she just had another kid. She now has two kids. She's coaching a team that made it to the championship. She, I, I'm, I'm sort of speechless when it comes to her because I loved so much after um, Arizona beat UConn in the final four, there was that clip that went viral of her, you know, flipping off 
not her team, but like in the celebration with her team being like, this is amazing, you know, screw everyone who didn't believe in us. Um, talk about underdog mentality. Like I know that Mark gives me a hard time a lot about being a Boston fan and finding any way to paint myself as an underdog um, as Boston fans are known to do. But Arizona like truly earned that. No one thought they'd beat UConn. No one thought they'd even be in the final four. No one thought, I mean, they left them out of the final four promo. ESPN did. And, um, you know, it's the Michael Jordan meme that, and I took that personally, which I tweeted. That was a good tweet. I don't have many, so I'm allowed to say it when I do. Um, but you know, it, it, the, the women's tournament was just unbelievable this year. And, um, I, I hope that momentum continues. They're generating so much talk on social media and, um, you know, I, I hope people, hope people stick with it. And, you know, I'm someone who kind of hops in on college basketball, both men's and women's um, towards just March Madness, really, which, you know, maybe is something I should work on, but also it's not what I talk about most of the time. I just get really into it in March. And um, I think, you know, next year, maybe I'll try to, to watch more of the women's games because UConn's coming back and they've got the number one recruit in the country. So it's going to be pretty cool to watch Paige do her thing. Anyway, uh, quickly, the men's final four games, the Gonzaga. Oh, my God, I'm blanking. Who did they play? Gonzaga UCLA. There it is. Um, The end of that game. I think that game actually might have been the greatest college basketball game I've ever seen. Do you guys think so? Sometimes when I do these and I and I I'm talking to you, I forget that you can't actually um, reply. Maybe I should do it as like a choose your own adventure where I could say like, you know, I thought that was one of the greatest college basketball games, if not the greatest college basketball game I've ever seen. What do you think? And then just wait like that and you can talk back and then I can be, yeah, I see what you're saying, but all right, losing it a little here. Um, That the, the last, the last, you know, 10 seconds of that game where um, Johnny Juzang went up and missed a layup, then he, got his own rebound, made the basket, tied it up 90 to 90. looks like it was going double overtime. Jalen Suggs just sinks that three from like 40 miles away. And I saw on Twitter afterwards, I knew he'd been a good football player, but watching those highlights, I was like, oh, so some people are just built differently. Like some people, there's me, a human, and then there's Jalen Suggs, who is just a superhuman or has some physical ability that I'm not sure I'll ever fully understand, but love watching. Um, there were also, there's, there's some twin stuff. It sounds a little messed up. There's some twin stuff we got to talk about. Remember when I did that list of siblings, um, Ben Verlander was very upset with me, but you know, we, that's just how it goes. And um, this brings me to emails because Bryn Haskett, our good friend, Bryn, wrote in she was awarded email of the week by our podcast our podcast is sentient it is not mark it is not me neither of us are the ones running the social accounts it is the podcast itself and the podcast chose this as email of the week and i have a hard time disagreeing so i'm gonna read this to you real quick okay it's from Bryn haskett it says gonzaga fun twin fact so automatically i'm like yes let's go hi Shar. love that not even no mention of mark because let's be honest this is for me I did a quick Charlotte-like Instagram creep. Love that this is gaining traction. It's something that's going to be my legacy in the world. Um, How deeply you can dive on the weirdest stuff on Instagram. And found this out. Corey Kispert on the Gonzaga men's basketball team is a twin. And he's dating Jennifer Worth, a Gonzaga women's basketball 
basketball player who also is a twin. Jennifer's twin, Leanne, also plays on the women's team. Not sure what Corey's twin sister is doing with her life. I decided not to creep that far. <laughs> Question for Titus. Should I go to the Maui Invitational next year or the Final Four? Ever hopeful, Bryn. I think the final four, Bryn, to be honest, if you've got a chance to go to that. But, you know, I'm Maui's Hawaii when it's not Asheville. So maybe make a vacation out of it. But then again, I'm not Titus. So I don't know. Um, I did try to look up Corey Kispert's twin sister and her Instagram is private. So, you know, sometimes we just we can't have everything we want. But um, if Corey Kispert's sister, if you're listening to this, you're probably not. But if anybody knows her. Or the Kisperts in general, or the worst. Like I'm, any all twins are welcome to come on this podcast. So think about it. Maybe we'll maybe I'll actually try to get that as an interview that we do. That would be very fun. Anyway, um, the next note we have is from Samuel Foreman, and the <laughs> subject line is Passover explainer for Mark. And the problem with this is that Mark is not here, and I ostensibly know what Passover is. But I'm going to read this to you because maybe I'll read it to Mark when when he comes back or I'll just forward it to him. You know, I'll take screenshots of the emails and text it to him because that's the only way he's going to see these. Um, but I want you all to hear this because it's pretty funny. Hello, Charlotte, Mark, Moses and the PSP team. I'm here to help Mark understand Passover in a way I know he'll understand. Blue buds, blue bloods. That is so hard to say. Blue bloods versus new bloods. Passover is a blue blood. It's one of the three most important holidays going back to ancient Judaism, and it's the most celebrated in some form among Jews worldwide, over 90%. I didn't know that, Sam. Thank you. It has a strict way of doing things that the most ardent of observers demand be followed. Seder itself means order. Learned something new every day. I didn't know that either. Matzah is the worst, but to be truly part of it, we eat it, even if just for one night. One might say it's the Passover way in the vein of many traditional powerhouse programs. Everyone knows Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas, and they're essential to the college basketball storylines every year. Passover is clearly a blue blood holiday. Also, are they essential? Because look where we are now. Hanukkah, in this comparison, is a new blood. It's vying for everyone's attention despite not being as old or as important. It gets cultural significance from happening around Christmas, which is how it got rolled into the holiday season. It's flashy, it involves days of giving, and technically plenty of bag dropping. It might be cold outside, but it's heating up inside with latkes and lit candles. Jesus, Samuel, I don't know, I'm just automatically nicknaming you. He continues, it even happens in December or even early November when we all delude ourselves into thinking Virginia Tech, Arizona State, or Maui, Asheville, Bump, Texas is actually going to go all the way this year. The story of Hanukkah is us against them, the few conquering the many, and there's usually plenty of good upsets at this time of year. Hanukkah is definitely a new blood holiday. The one thing I'm going to push back on about this, um, well, I'll finish the email first. We end this comparison with Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is temple basketball, not just because of the pun, but because it's the most important holiday, involves purposeful pain and suffering, and at the end, I stuff myself with bagels and locks to feel better while Villanova never had to go through any of it in the first place. I just read over this email and I'm not sure whether to be impressed with or ashamed of myself. Ever hopeful. Hagsamea, Charlotte, which means happy Passover. Best Samuel Foreman. Now, first of all, don't be embarrassed. That's the last thing I want. I don't want any. The reason I'm don't. Have you heard me talk to myself on this? Like, 
if anyone needs to be ashamed, it's me. Um, you guys are doing amazing. This is an incredible analogy. One thing I will push back on is that Hanukkah isn't really vying for anyone's attention. Hanukkah gets way more attention than it deserves. So I would almost say that Hanukkah is Duke, but you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll debate that. Maybe that'll be a list that Mark and I do in the future is Jewish holidays as college basketball programs. <laughs> is that sacrilegious? I don't know. All right. Next email. Final four all-star team from Colt Smith. Dear Charlotte and hopefully Mark. <laughs> well, sorry, you got me. With both men's and women's March Madness going on, I had an interesting idea about how to make people care about both tournaments. Please notice that I spelled tournaments with no W. Uh, it's good work, Colt. The idea will never happen because it would probably be a nightmare to organize, but here it is. What if after both title games, whoever the winning coach for the women's team puts together a sort of all-star team comprised of players from the final four teams in the women's tournament and was able to organize a certain amount of practices with said team during the offseason, all leading up to an eventual scrimmage with whoever won the men's tournament? It would be interesting to see how the women's players would do against a team like Gonzaga when most of the men's teams don't even seem to be able to keep up with them. Ever hopeful, Colt. That's interesting, Colt. The one thing I'll say is they got to pay him to do this because women's players are, should not waste their time trying to beat the boys when, you know, that is, we don't need that. We can be, we, they're in their own league for a reason and they're doing amazing. And that reason is because they're spectacular and don't have to deal with um, men. <laughs> it's not really the reason it's because that's how college sports work. But um, I do think it would be interesting to watch this and, um, I just, I just want, you know, maybe we can just start with making the tournaments not overlap or maybe they should. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Okay. Uh, email subject line, ever given slash green slash hopeful explanation. Very excited about this one. This is from Ryan Lamb. He says, hello, Charlotte and the crew and Moses and Mark. I wrote this email at 1.22 AM because I feel like I have to do it right after y'all talked about it on the pod. I think the confusion between the names was just as funny as Charlotte failing to grasp Control-C and Control-V for copy and paste on the PC. Thank you, Ryan. I feel very seen. Anyway, the chonky boat <laughs> is called Ever Given, and it's operated by a Taiwanese company, Evergreen, who also does commercial airlines and other stuff. Hence the name on the side. Also, a truck carrying an evergreen shipping container blocked a Chinese highway like a few days after the ship got stuck. So I guess it's an extra layer to this. Ever hopeful, Ryan. That is really helpful because I, I was completely confused um, even after we looked it all up. And um, I think that there's I love the font they use. Like, I know it was a bad thing that the boat got stuck, but I enjoyed the pictures of the green and then the cargo ships. You know, it was very visually satisfying. Felt somehow mid-century modern, but maybe I've just been looking at too much furniture on the internet. Anyway, next email. Perhaps a top five list concept, hashtag opening day from Bianca Mont Montanino. I hope I said your name right. I don't think I did, but, but you can tell me how to pronounce it. Good morning, Charlotte Cat and possibly Mark. In honor of opening day, I'd like to discuss the topic of at-bat song selections, which I think, Bianca, I'm not to well actually i think it's technically walk-up songs which i'm obsessed with so i'm thrilled you brought this up 
I've always been fascinated by a player selection of what gets them pumped up when approaching the plate. So I made a point to Google popular at bat song, which yielded multiple articles providing the rhyme and reason behind some of the players thoughts when selecting such amazing songs like baby shark or the Macarena or don't stop believing or one of my personal faves werewolves of London of London, I think, but again, not trying to nitpick here shamelessly. I've even suckered my husband into playing the game. Guess what this batter song will be during games we have gone to and watched together. It's one of my favorite pastimes as a baseball fan. Even more shamelessly, I've used the question, what would your batting song be? As one of my icebreaker questions for training courses I've taught. That's not, why would that be shameless? That's, that's beautiful. I, I mean, it is shameless in the sense that there should be no shame, but I don't think that's how people use that word. So this is, see, this is when I need someone to talk to, to be like, let's stop this little tangent in the bud okay this leads to my top five list concept to you and mark what would be either your a top five most top five most batter songs you would select for yourselves <laughs> it's a wild sentence but i think i get where you're where you're coming from uh top five most random awkward songs you've heard I'm hashtag ever hopefully might find my corny concept for a top five list. Someone intriguing. P.S. Happy belated birthday, Charlotte, and shout out to Titus and Tate. Please send Tate a hug for me. Hashtag Roy retirement. Sad day. Thank you both for helping bring joy to my hour long drive every morning, evening. You guys are great. Forever listening to PSP, Bianca Potter. Bianca, what nice things you said. That is so sweet. Thank you. Um, we appreciate your listening so much. I love this idea. We're definitely going to have to. It's going to be July. There's going to be nothing happening but baseball and we're going to be like what are we going to talk about and we'll do walk-up songs i love it okay um here is one we're going to end on this most dramatic show on television from nathan comp hi charlotte and mark if you're actually there <laughs> well mark may have not appreciated your recent maddie pruitt bachelor reference maybe he would if he saw a picture of her oh all right nate relax but it's hard not to compare his recent trip with tate to a bachelor hometown date tate met the parents and titus showed him all around his home city and the proud tradition of indiana basketball would you agree i hope tate got a rose ever hopeful nate p.s if you want to quiz titus i graduated from yorktown high school in indiana and he supposedly knows all the indiana high school mascots Ooh, okay I'm going to ask Mark about that next time we talk, which will be Wednesday. We're going to have a great, great, great show for you. And then we should be back on track. Um, you know, March is a March is doozy. We got, there's just so much college basketball. And by the time this comes out, we're going to know who won the men's national title. So I, I hope Gonzaga does it because at this point, I'm just like, they made it this far. Let's give them an entirely undefeated season. Um, I also irrationally hate Baylor. So we'll see. And you'll be, by the time you're listening to this, you'll be like, why am I still listening to Charlotte talk about who may or may not have won when I know who won? But to that, I say, we are all just doing our best, okay? <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, follow us, the email us, the people sports podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at people sports on Twitter at people sports podcast on instagram there's a lot of good stuff going on there and um you know tell your friends to listen to this and watch our youtubes oh my god how much content can we give you guys we're just here for the people all right uh happy tuesday and uh we'll talk to you today. Bye.